Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Today, you've got to expand your horizons and look around to find opportunities, sometimes beyond the borders of the United States. And how does organized real estate fit into that? That's what we're going to find out today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Feeling out gunned when dueling through your loan mod negotiations with your lender? Discover the underwater borrower's secret weapon and how you can make your loan modification your lender's idea. Get the special report by consumer advocate Martin Andelman. Send your request to analyze this at realestateguysradio.com. Don't go into your loan mod battle unarmed. Get the free report. Send your email to analyze this at realestateguysradio.com or visit the special reports page under resources at realestateguysradio.com. This podcast is brought to you by audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash realestateguys. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning into the show. We're going to make it worth your while today. Let's meet our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. It is a big world, and uh, we like to travel around in it to looking at uh, opportunities. And uh, with what's happened in the U.S., a lot of folks are looking beyond U.S. borders for uh, real estate investment. There are markets that are performing much better than this one is at the same time. U.S. real estate's on sale, and there are buyers coming in from across the borders. We're going to talk today about uh, the expanding horizons of the real estate investor, whether that means you as a U.S. Uh, citizen uh, or a citizen of another country uh, going into a different country or looking for opportunities where they may exist in your own country. And we're going to overlay that with uh, where does the realtor world work in organized real estate. And, and as you travel around, you get to see that there's a very different level of professionalism as you go from location to location to location. And one of the things I think the U.S. has done a stellar job at is organizing its real estate community. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. leads the world in so many ways when it comes to capitalism and conducting business and so on and so forth. And certainly the Realtor Association has done a fabulous job, you know, with the everything from the multiple listing service to their standards of practice and all of the support and uh, so on that they provide for their agents that in turn is reflected into the support it provides for the community. I mean, it's the largest trade association on the planet. I don't think it, you really appreciate it until you start dealing with non-realtors in other marketplaces. That's when you really... I think appreciate uh, really what we have in terms of the system that's been developed here. Well, it's like anything else. You go into the third world and, you know, even getting a drink of water, which you take for granted here in the United States, is something that you're putting yourself at risk at. So it's, it's just a concept of infrastructure. And we lead the world in many ways in infrastructure. And so we have a great infrastructure when it comes to the practice of real estate. And we think right now it's, it's one of the great exports that the United States has. It's something that we can actually take to the rest of the world. And, you know, because of where we are and what we do and how we see the world individually, uh, you know, as the real estate guys, we get a chance to see exactly what it's like when you go into these other places and you don't have that same uh, level of professionalism. But the thing that's great is most countries admire the U.S. Now, I know, you know, the U.S. is uh, tough times right now and not we're not the most popular country all around the world. That's for sure. But. Uh, most people, when they look at our economic system, the way we conduct business and uh, our whole system of making money, they look at us and they want to be like us. And so they're very open uh, to, to looking at what we're doing and going, how can we take some of that and bring it to our country and get better so we can attract more investors and more capital? And we've seen that. We've personally been in marketplaces uh, where, uh, international marketplaces, where over the last several years, we've seen the real estate market transition uh, from being uh, the old West, uh, where just every person was out for themselves, to uh, bringing a much more concentrated and uh, purposeful uh, network of agents together, right? Uh, I remember when we first started going to uh, Los Cabos in uh, Mexico, there was no organized real estate, but through uh, the influence of the National Association of Realtors in uh, the U.S., there were opportunities brought, and now there is an organized real estate uh, metric. In uh, 2007, uh, NAR uh, stepped into Belize and helped out with the local uh, board there, and so we're starting to see that in a lot of places, and we don't always um, realize just 
just how good we have it, I guess, uh, as Americans. But it is a bigger picture. There's And there's great practitioners everywhere. It's just that having the opportunity to deal with a realtor is different than having the opportunity to deal with the taxi driver who can also sell you a house. Right. And it's not even to condescend to other countries in their systems. I mean, one of the things that you have to deal with, whether it's computers, travel, whatever, is you have different systems that all have to learn to work together because this idea of going global is a two-way street. We've got people that are coming into the United States wanting to buy, and we've got people in the United States wanting to go out and buy, and it isn't even just real estate. You know, you're seeing a big growth in global mutual funds. You're seeing a bigger interest in international banking. You're seeing a, a lot of business that is being conducted, not just cross-state anymore, which used to be a big deal way back when, but now cross-borders. And so it's just people learning how to work together and establishing standards of practice. I mean, we still have some of that really going on in the United States, even in trying to figure out most real estate is, is regulated on a state basis, but you have a lot of people that are conducting business across state borders, and so that creates issues. So it's just this learning curve that's going on right now, which makes for opportunity and a lot of interesting conversation. Well, and speaking of states, one of the states that in a lot of ways is a gateway to international markets is the state of Florida. And we are privileged today to uh, have a great guest on the program. She is the chief executive officer of the largest realtor association that there is in the U.S., the Miami Association of Realtors. Please welcome to the program, Teresa Kinney. Hi, Teresa. Hello there. Good to be here. Hey, thanks for uh, finding some time in your busy schedule. Gosh, must be uh, must be busy working for uh, the the largest trade uh, realtor association in the country. It is, it is, but it's exciting. Yeah. Now, interesting. Let's let's. Uh, there's so much we could talk about, but uh, from where you sit, uh, obviously the real estate world has changed a ton in the last few years. We hear about the the Florida markets, and Miami in particular was a market that got hit pretty bad, but it also seems to be rebounding. What's the state of the union on the uh, on your on your Miami real estate market right now? Well, you know, in the United States, uh, you know, clearly the, the markets that went up the fastest are the ones that, you know, that had the biggest problems, not surprisingly. And the, the market correction that had to take place, uh, you know, was more painful in our areas where we had the double-digit appreciation for five years. But what happened is that it, it really took two years before our market realized that it was going to have to make that correction. And so not a lot of real estate was being sold in that two years. But then the, the prices really started coming down and, and properties started selling again. And so uh, we actually hit bottom in August of 2008. And from that point on, everything kind of leveled off in terms of the, um, the prices. And in some areas, we're getting um, multiple offers again and, um, and, and we're getting some appreciation. But it clearly is not going to skyrocket up like it finally, uh, you know, took the dive. But the really good news is that our market stabilized and, and has started that upswing again. Now, there's always been kind of an international influence in Miami. When you go there, uh, you feel it uh, the, in, in the people, in the music, in the restaurants, in the culture. And you've, you've always had that, that, and it's certainly an attraction. I mean, I think, yeah, there were markets that went way up, that went way down. But Miami's still a great place. People visit there. They vacation there. It's got beautiful weather. It's by the ocean. It still has those fundamentals that make it desirable real estate. Well, it certainly does, and, and the excitement of living in Miami uh, is, is clearly not only the, the sun, the weather, the, you know, all of the uh, amenities that we have here, but it's the international culture, and it's a place that people feel really comfortable no matter where they come from because whether it's the shops or the, the doctors or the hospitals or restaurants, wherever they go, somebody speaks their language. And uh, it's, it's an exciting place to be. The other thing that's happened is with the market correction that we've had, it's made Miami real estate um, before was more affordable than any world-class city in the, in the world, but especially with the market correction. And then especially when you add to it that we have so much waterfront and water view real estate here. So it is definitely prime, and uh, the international buyers have, pretty much taken over. Well, it's interesting. You know, the great marketplaces rarely go on sale, and yet that's really what's happened now. There has been a sale there, and of course, when you put a great product on sale, 
things do move, and that's why you're seeing uh, the, the rebound in terms of the pricing. Albeit slowly, of course, because everybody's uh, you know nervous about that. But uh, let's talk about the international side of it, because uh, that's always been interesting to us as, as we look at different real estate markets. We don't limit our view just to the U.S., uh, but there's a lot to be said, obviously, for, for great U.S. marketplaces. But uh, you see, uh, from both sides, you see that there are people who live in the U.S. looking to branch out and buy property in other marketplaces. But I also know in Miami, you see a whole bunch of these uh, international buyers coming in. Who are they? What are they looking for? What are, who are the buyers in Miami right now? Well, the international buyers in Miami, first of all, let me mention that they are about 50, 50 percent of the marketplace. Wow. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. The buyers are largely coming from Latin America and from Brazil, from Mexico, and from Canada. And we have Eastern Europe and Western Europe both, but France has strangely hit the percentage that has it stand out on its own, which is, um, is pretty amazing. Of course, we've been exhibiting with our partner association, the Paris Association, for six years and doing standing room only seminars for the buying and investing public there. So when the National Association did a study for us, which they just released to us and we've not released yet to the public, it shows that according to that study, 8% of our buyers were from Argentina, 9% Brazil, 10% Canada, 7% Colombia, 6% France, 5% Mexico. And are you ready for Venezuela? Venezuela. 28%. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what's what's interesting? Chavez goes wild and the money comes into Miami. What can I say? You know, you know what? There's so there. I mean, there's you can see the two sides of this already. That you've got. I mean, the, the Latin culture certainly can can feel the appeal there. A lot of people are bilingual in Miami. You're very comfortable being there and not necessarily having English as, as your primary language. Or although you're perfectly comfortable if you do, but then you can also see where people like say the Canadians. They're trying to get away from that uh, yucky cold weather. And they come down to where it's beautiful. So you're really hitting uh, hitting both sides of it. The other big thing that's happened with Canada, just as one example, and, and even UK, although the, the pound is not very strong, and so their market is down some from the U.S. standpoint of, of buying. But what's happened is that a lot of buyers who could not afford Miami before can't afford Miami now. And so it's opened up even more markets to us than, than what we had before. When I mentioned the other markets, a couple of others that are always really strong for us are, are Russia and um, Italy. And so I just heard one of our uh, leaders, Oliver Ruiz, who's the head of Fortune International and represents a lot of condominium projects and was talking about where the international buyers are coming from. And he said that, that every week they have an office full of Italians who are buying. Wow. And so um, the other thing I thought was interesting is I was talking to Mike Pappas with the Kais Company, one of, one of our other largest companies, and Mike was giving me an interesting story about the Mexican buyers, and he said that the, the people from Mexico who are buying here started, you know, maybe five years ago and has just really been increasing. They are very, very, very high-end executive buyers, and they're looking for safety and security for their families. And the reason that they're choosing us as opposed to the normal markets that were strong for them before, California, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, is that in Miami they are treated as equal citizens where they don't feel that they get that kind of treatment in some of the other markets. All right. Our guest today is Teresa Kinney. She is the Chief Executive Officer with the Miami Association of Realtors. We've got lots more questions to ask her, like, what are they buying when we come back? You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, I'm Robert Kiyosaki, and I encourage you to listen to those wild and crazy real estate guys. They're the best, been working for years, and they know what they're talking about. Hi, this is Russell Gray. I say do the math and the math will tell you what to do. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. Put those together and you have Paradigm Life. Let Paradigm Life show you how and why wealthy individuals and multi-billion dollar companies use life insurance to grow and protect their assets. You'll be amazed. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. 
This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of the Real Estate Guys podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Never Give Up, How I Turned My Biggest Challenge into Success by Donald Trump. And you can get it right at audible.com for a free audiobook of your choice. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys, radio program heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. You can listen to the last few shows right there on our website, or better yet, sign up for the podcast and we'll come to you automatically. We've got a great show for you today, talking about expanding our horizons and looking at uh, international uh, world of real estate, both as it relates to uh, foreigners coming in and buying a property here in the U.S. as well as the other way around. And we've got Teresa Kinney with us, who's CEO of the Miami Association of Realtors. Now, uh, you were talking, uh, Teresa, about some of the findings of uh, the folks that are coming in and buying property. Uh, what are they buying? Are these second homes? Are they uh, reconstruction? Are they what are, what are they buying? Well, they're buying pre-construction and they're buying uh, existing properties. They're largely second homes, and the majority of properties that they're buying here are condominiums or townhomes. That's, according to the national study they did for us, that's 72% of all of the properties are either condos or townhomes. 7% is commercial property, and so that's up, uh, and then 21% are single-family. Okay, and uh, how much of uh, that is because we saw so many high-rises go up and maybe there was a lot of inventory and now there's the opportunity? Has that been what they've come and scooped up some of that inventory? That's part of it, but the other part is that if I want a second home, it's so much easier for me to get one in a fully staffed, fully equipped building where I can just come and go as I please and everything is taken care of for me as opposed to a single-family home. And then what about uh, the financing aspect of these all cash buyers or some of them coming in with financing? Is there financing available to uh, these folks? There is financing available. It's clearly not the same just as for our local people, you know, local residents. It's not the same as it was a few years ago. But what we're looking at is generally 60% financing, whereas it was like 80% even for international buyers, 70 to 80% before. But what we're actually finding is that 50% of all of our sales for the two largest firms reporting very recently, 50% of all their sales are cash, whether it's local or international. Okay, so so either way. Now, I I would think that this influx of new buyers, if you will, has got to be good for the real estate uh, community. How is it that the uh, local realtors in your association are uh, making sure that that they're prepared for, for these types of buyers? Well, the great news is that we, our association got involved in international marketing and support for our members of international marketing about 16 years ago. And so we do seminars and designation courses, and we have support marketing materials. All of our properties in the MLS are available in, in 13 languages on one system and 19 languages on another system. Uh, we have a, a foreign investor's guide, which has a series of white papers written by different international attorneys on taking title and and uh, becoming owners for, for international investors, and that's available in seven languages. Wow. Now, I would imagine that uh, sellers of these properties uh, might uh, face some, some interesting challenges when it comes to dealing with international uh, buyers, just in terms of, you know, scheduling. Uh, I mean, are there people that buy sight unseen? Do they usually come to the property? How is it that the process differs when you're talking about somebody, say, from Venezuela than somebody from uh, Dade County? Well, it's a combination of things, but it's really not such a big uh, issue for the sellers because our real estate professionals in this market are so trained and so geared to working with the international buyer that it really makes it very easy for our, our local sellers, whether the international um, person is buying or leasing the property. The realtor really takes care of everything with regard to the transaction for them and even has their own support group of the international specialist attorneys and CPAs you know, who are all ready to help the transaction move through very quickly and, and easily. 
You know, before uh, you joined us, we were just talking about uh, the support that uh, realtor boards can give to their members. And obviously, this is an area you guys have specialized in. It's in everyone's best interest to make sure that uh, you capitalize on on these buyers. Uh, and the International Property Congress, you've now, as I guess is the 16th year, is, is going on is one of the tools you use. Tell us about uh, that event. It's coming up uh, near the end of October. Yes, it is. And we've actually added a two-day international property show to it. So... Everything starts on October 30th and 31st with the International Property Show, and we have a, a special program that's going to take place for only our international real estate professionals who are here that's going to take place also on the 31st, and it will be talking to them about the MLS system, exclusive listings, the referral business, all kind of in preparation for getting them up to speed and getting any of their questions answered so they'll be able to make maximum use of their time here at the Congress. And then all day Monday, November 1st and November 2nd, will be the programming for the International Congress and property tours. And we have four evenings of grand gala receptions at the most beautiful luxury resorts in Miami because it's all about doing business and networking. And we call it the place to do international business. Boy, it sure seems that way. Well, this is this is a, a great idea. This is something you've done, the Congress you've done now for quite some time. Is this the first time that you've also coupled that with a, a show that's open to the public? Yes, it is. And the reason that we've done that is because our partner association, the Paris Association, FNIM Paris, yep. when we were exhibiting with them in April, asked if we had a property show because they wanted to exhibit to our members in the public the same way that they host us in, in their Paris Village to uh, exhibit to their public and to meet with their members. And so we started thinking, you know, that would be interesting because we have delegates coming from Brazil, France, Bimini, Russia, Bahamas, Central America, Mexico, Canada. What a great opportunity to allow not only some of our local developers, but also some of the international developers to exhibit their properties. And we're going to be doing similar to what they do with the Paris show, Salon Immobilier, and that is that there are seminars going on every 30 minutes to an hour, just back-to-back seminars for the public. And so we're going to be doing seminars on the international markets uh, conducted by our partner associations. All right. Well, that sounds fabulous. You know, we uh, obviously have a big uh, interest in international real estate, and part of the challenge there is finding a professional that can help you with that. And so the fact that you've got a couple days where it's open to the public, and what a great way to go and learn a ton about different international marketplaces because you guys have gone to the effort to bring in the right people to to tell that story. But then to take it a step further and uh, to now uh, have the practitioners kind of get together and continue to learn uh, about what's happening and the changes in the market and, and so forth. Now, I know there's also, isn't there, there's an international property designation of some kind, isn't there? Yes, there's a CIPS, Certified International Property Specialist. And that's a designation that you hold, I see. Boy, you've got a lot of them. Well, I have to. I have to keep up with the, the great realtor community here in South Florida. Absolutely. So uh, so at this event, you're, you're going to have a couple of days. There's going to be exhibitors that uh, are developers <laughs> and so forth, and also the, the educational side. What are the things that people considering an overseas purchase, an international purchase, need to consider? Well, there are a lot of things that they have to consider if you're talking about U.S. people moving, you know, considering in another market. Um, and that is that um, I will tell you that in the 16 years we've been doing this, in the first uh, probably eight, maybe even 10 years, we really didn't promote a lot of the investment outside of the U.S. because of the unknowns. But what's happened in the last six years or so is that now more and more baby boomers are looking at investment outside of the U.S. And so there are, there's support information in each of the markets to kind of help them to get the questions answered that they would need, whether they're considering a second home or whether they're considering moving there. For people who are moving into the United States from other countries, we clearly have all of our support information and our entire network of professionals that are here to help them. Boy, moving is hard enough, and moving across country borders has got to have its uh, own challenges. And, uh, you know, your realtor wants to be a, a support and, and resource center for that. That's that's for sure. Now, as you look at the folks who are, you know, outbound, if you will, U.S. citizens that are buying in markets, what markets are hot? What markets are people interested in now do you see U.S. citizens uh, looking at? 
Well, the strongest markets that they're looking at are, are clearly warm markets. We're, uh, we're wimps as we get older, <laughs> and, and we want to be in nice, warm places. And um, our market, for example, is, is really, really strong. For one, one of our biggest brokers said that he gets 60 to 70% of his referrals from the Northeast and they're moving to here in Miami and South Florida. Yep. But you have people from the Midwest and from all over who are looking for very affordable places that are warm to be able to retire to. And Costa Rica, Panama, uh, Mexico, any of the, you know, the warm Caribbean um, countries that have more of the new construction infrastructure, you know, all of that, it's, it's really what people are looking for. You know, I also see that the other way because a lot of the folks who are in those countries often visit the U.S. and they come through Miami. Not only are there flights there, but a lot of services are there. Uh, I have a friend who uh, lives in Belize who is in Miami once a month, not only to do shopping, but to get his dentistry done, a lot of stuff like that. Do you see people coming in uh, looking for second homes uh, so they can have maybe a foothold in the U.S. if they're not U.S. citizens? Yes, absolutely. And and there's a, there's a great medical tourism industry that's here as well because even you know I just got back from speaking at the New York State Association on international marketing and and my mate beside me on the plane had come to the US to Miami and to New York for different medical procedures that she needs but when she comes to do regular checkups she does them all right here in Miami and uh, you know flies in from the Caribbean and so there certainly is a lot of that. Um, we have a lot of people who have extended vacations. One of the many nice things about the Europeans is they get these really long, you know, extended vacations. And so they'll come to the U.S. for a month at a time or sometimes two, two months at a time. And so sometimes they rent or, or lease the property. And you can't visit here very often without thinking about coming here more often and having a place and owning a place. You can't own a place and come here often without thinking then about, well, I could start a business here. I often say it just takes one night in South Beach to want you to come back again. <laughs> Our uh, guest today is Teresa Kinney. She is the CEO of the Miami Association of Realtors. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a few more questions before uh, for her before she has to bug out of here. Also, we'll give you a chance to win a prize. Real Estate Trivia is up next, and our trivia question has to do with Miami. Stay with us. We're the Real Estate Guys. Want to fix up houses and sell or rent them for a profit? Believe it or not, the hard part isn't fixing them up. It's finding a cheap fixer-upper with real upside potential. Banks are giving great deals, but only if you can buy in bulk. To find out how you can get plugged in, order the free report, Buying Value, Profiting from Distressed REO Properties. Send your email to wholesale at realestateguysradio.com. Many homes are available for as low as $20,000 or less. You couldn't build them for that. Get the report to learn more. Call our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 105, or email wholesale at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, Russ, guess what? Uh, the real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows on iTunes week after week. That is great. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast. Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com where they can read our blog. Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club. Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual Investor Summit. So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com, and click on the Backstage Stage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We're uh, very excited to be talking about international real estate uh, this week and a lot of it that uh, gets centered through the beautiful uh, greater Miami area. And it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. It's your chance to win a prize by knowing something about Miami trivia today. That's right. And uh, as soon as you hear the question and know the answer, here's what you're going to do. Send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia 
at realestateguysradio.com. Include the answer to the question, your name, and your mailing address so that if you're the winner, we can send you an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. We give away two copies. One goes to the first person with the right answer in the traditional radio style. And then we take all the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second book. That way, if you listen to the show on our website or on your mobile device or uh, through iTunes, you still have a chance to win. That's as fair as we can make it, folks. So before we give you this week's uh, Miami trivia question, last week on the show, we asked uh, which U.S. state has the highest literacy rate in the nation? The answer, the state of Utah. All right, so uh, we knew that we'd have Teresa on the program. We figured we better dig up a, uh, a great Miami uh, question, and this is this is such a good real estate trivia question anyway. But, but Teresa, you're not eligible, all right? But here's the question. Greater Miami is the only metropolitan area in the U.S., the only MSA in the United States whose borders encompass two national parks. Name them. What are the two national parks that are uh, in the greater Miami area? It's the only MSA that there is in, in the U.S. With, with two national parks right there. What are they? If you know or want to take a guest, send your guest to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Our guest is Teresa Kinney. She's uh, the chief executive officer of the Miami Association of Realtors. Now, it's a big association. How many members do you have, Teresa? Uh, we have 23,000 primary members and about 25,000 total members. My goodness. And, and you know all their names. <laughs> it's that's it's a, cute. it's amazing it's a, it's such i mean when you look at the average association is you know a thousand or something that's uh that's just huge a lot to manage but obviously that gives you guys a lot of uh, resources to go do great things like uh, the international property uh, congress coming out i noticed that uh, the economist for nar dr lawrence yoon is going to be at your event that's pretty cool he comes every year and he does such an incredible job the difference between his programs that he gives at national and what he does here is we also want to know not only what's going on in the U.S. market, but we want to know who's coming into the market, uh, into the U.S. and buying. And then we also want to know the best opportunities for investment outside of the U.S. market. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Russ and I were just talking at the break that, uh, you know, if you had six weeks, you could just fly around to seven or eight different countries and spend $25,000. Or you could just come to beautiful Miami and uh, kind of meet a lot of uh, developers and, and information. This seems like a really great opportunity. It is. And like I said before, it's the place to do business. We actually also do broker partnering sessions. And there's there's a lot of um, there are a lot of deals that are that are made here at the Congress. We are happy to be coming to this event. Uh, we got invited uh, quite some time ago to come and speak uh, for uh, the group and, and uh, been looking forward to it for a long time. As before, we knew you were going to add the uh, property show aspect of it, so we've made arrangements to come in early. Wouldn't miss that. How is it that somebody uh, listening who is interested in coming to the show, what's the best way for them to find out more and to get signed up? The best way for them to get more information is to email me at info at miamire.com. And whatever they're interested in, I will make sure and refer it to the right person so that they can get information. We also have information on our website at MiamiRE.com. And in the middle of the front page, you could click on International Congress. And in, I believe it's like five or six languages, we have the information about the Congress and the ability to sign up or to request more information about the show. And we have the floor plan for the show on there as well. All right, it's going to be uh, an extraordinary event. It happens at uh, the end of October. October 30th and 31st is the public event. That's a weekend. And then on uh, November uh, 1st and 2nd, uh, and is it beyond that that the Congress is, is meeting? No, actually, it's the, the 1st and 2nd, and then it runs directly into the National Association's conference in New Orleans. And so people who have early meetings there, such as I do, We'll be flying out on the 3rd to go to New Orleans for the meetings. People who don't have early meetings there can either stay and enjoy beautiful Miami and, and uh, the resort on the ocean for another day, or they can fly in and uh, take advantage of New Orleans for an extra day. Well, it was good timing, uh, the way you worked, worked that out. I would imagine that you've got uh, a lot of uh, your membership that's also heading uh, to the NAR conference, which moves around. It always happens in a in a different place, and they're back in New Orleans this year, and uh, we'll be there as, as well. Looking forward to that. I, I think that uh, you're probably in the, in the best position to see just how much the individual local associations really can help the practitioners. I mean, I sold real estate for, for a lot of years, and, and I think many times the association doesn't even get the credit reserves uh, deserves, but uh, you clearly are doing a bang-up job, and we appreciate uh, your time today on the program. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. All right. We look forward to seeing you here. You were one of the first that we invited to speak. 
Well, we're happy you invited us, and we'll definitely come in. Thanks, Teresa. We'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. All right. There's uh, Teresa Kinney. Uh, um, amazing uh, background she has. I uh, didn't want to brag on her too much when uh, she was on the, the radio and, and embarrass her there, but just a, a great practitioner and obviously someone that uh, ha- has her heart in uh, the association. She needs to save some letters for some other people, though. I, I mean, there's not enough letters left over in the alphabet after you get done putting all that stuff behind the back of her name. Yeah, you know, if you, uh, like, for instance, Russ, you taught uh, GRI for, well, well, for a long time, Well, you were an Eagle time, Scout, right? right? You're like one of those guys. See, I, I was in Cub Scouts. I got, like, the the Weeblow badge, and then that was it for me. You made it to Eagle Scout, so you had, like, everything possible all over your yeah, but sure, see, it's kind of like that. You know what the trade? There's always talk. I'll talk about this last week on the show. There's always a trade off. The trade off is <laughs> you had girlfriends. Yes, I had so, a lot of girlfriends. Yeah, there, there you go. All right, so uh, wow, this is this is awesome. We got invited to speak. We met uh, some great folks from the local association there uh, when we were internationally traveling. That's the right. Republic. We That's met right. Deborah, and we got talking about their events. And she said, "Well, we got to have you guys come out and talk." And and uh, that kind of came together. And then they um, elected to do this a couple of days open to the public, which I think is just a a great idea on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a couple of different lessons there. First of all, you know, we had to take the time to go to the Dominican Republic, which was an adventure for us and a lot of fun. I mean, it was really a great time. And, you know, we say all the time that the only way that you're going to go out and get connected is you have to get out in the world. I mean, I Facebook is awesome and Internet and all that. But really hanging out with people, having drinks with people, eating with people and having those hallway conversations looking eyeball to eyeball. I mean, Skype is cool, but, but really being able to be with another human being, I don't think technology is ever going to replace that. And so I love going to trade shows. I love, Robert knows that about me. I love going to trade shows. I, I like meeting as many people as I possibly can. So we're down in the Dominican Republic. We get talking to Deborah, and we're super excited about international real estate in our own lives. And we've been investing, been taking people, you know, on the cruises, going to different ports and looking at real estate. And of course, the different uh, places that we've invested ourselves in the field trips that we've done. And she says, hey, you know, come, come to this event. And she starts telling us about the event. We're like, that that's an amazing we'd like to do an event like that but yeah. we don't have 23,500 members you know so not yet yeah so this i think this is a great opportunity i don't care you know with the podcasting where you're listening to this show right now but if you have an opportunity to come to this show and get a chance to look at, at real estate uh, from a lot of different perspectives from a lot of different countries Lots of education going on. We're going to be speaking. We're going to be do, doing sessions on uh, international investing, and you're going to get. You're going to be there with professionals. You're going to be there with with uh, other folks like yourself that have come to just learn. Obviously, Miami is one of the great places. We've sailed out of Miami a couple of times. Done a couple of field trips in Miami. It is a beautiful, fun place to hang out. You know, I couldn't help but think back to the field trip that we did in Miami, where we saw a bunch of just fabulous property, and and the one overarching objection investors had is, well, this market's just so expensive. And when she was talking about how everything's on sale now, oh, yeah. I mean, that stuff's at a fraction of the price. It's, you know, starting to come up a little bit, but still, there are great opportunities there. And Miami is one of those resilient markets. It's an international market. It's not just a national market. It's a big market. It's a big MSA. It's one of the largest uh, media markets uh, in the U.S., but it also has uh, just a tremendous influx of, as you heard, lots of international presence. It's not just any one type of international complex there. It's it's people coming from all over the place. You've got people who want a vacation there, people that want to have a second home there. You've got a lot of business that happens there. It's a big uh, networking center as well. I know that uh, they have uh, probably of the areas, you, when they talk about networking, getting together for functions where people meet and exchange business cards and ideas and so forth. Miami, for whatever reason, has just evolved to be one of the premier marketplaces for that activity. Miami's a great city. You know, we, we I, I love, we go to New York and we have a great time when we go to New York. Love New York. Of course, San Francisco, great city. Love San Francisco. Always have a great time in Las Vegas. Miami Love is Las Vegas. definitely one of the great cities in the United States. And if you're really interested in international real estate in particular, then Miami is a great a great city because it really is a gateway in a lot of different ways. And, you know, it, again, it's one of the great places to hang out. But this, this again, is just a great opportunity as an event to be able to, to get exposed to a lot of stuff for a very affordable expense. You know, you'd have to spend a lot of money traveling all over the place to get the level of exposure you're going to get here. And if the thing's a total bust, and it won't be, but if it were... You're still in Miami. <laughs> well, this is what, what's great. What's exactly what's great for us is that we're going, and we were going anyway, and we were going to speak 
to real estate agents, right? Yeah. So, to the realtors and yeah. the brokers in the community. We're going to go speak to those people, and we were happy to do that. As soon as they opened it up to actually being a show up in the public, we went, oh, now, wait a minute, now this is something we can talk about on the radio. This makes a ton of sense. We're super excited about this. I mean, like you said, I wish right now we could put together this kind of a show. We don't have that kind of time. They're already putting it together. Check it out. You can go to their website at MiamiRE.com. That's Miami. RE.com and uh, find out more when you click on uh, the uh, button that says Miami International Real Estate Congress you'll get to see our faces we're oh, right yes. there the real estate guys hey more when we come back you're tuned to the real estate guys radio network and I'm your host Robert Helms hi this is Kim Kiyosaki I'm the author of rich woman and you are listening to the real estate guys Hey, Russ, wake up. We've got a show to do. Huh? Oh, sorry. I was just having the most awesome dream. I found low-cost rental properties that cash flow in a strong job market with prices that didn't fall through the floor during this great recession. Wow, that is awesome. But, you know, you don't have to dream to find a market like that. We're going on a field trip there in just a few weeks. Really? Where are we going? To Dallas, Texas. It's a huge market with great infrastructure and lots of people. Prices are low and rents are strong. And with today's low interest rates, properties cash flow great. And did you know Dallas is projected in the top three of all job markets for 2010? Plus, Texas is the number one rated state for doing business. That's amazing. When is it? That's the best part. It's up to you. We have several dates scheduled, so you can go when it's convenient for your schedule. No matter which weekend you pick, there'll be tours of different submarkets and property types and meetings with local experts, including developers, agents, and property managers. That sounds great. Well, hurry up and register, because space on field trips is always limited. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on Events, or call 888-GUYS-RADIO for more information. That's realestateguysradio.com or 888-GUYS-RADIO. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from. Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in. Every week it's something different we're talking about, and this week, uh, International Real Estate, one of our favorite topics. Uh, we're going to be uh, at the International Congress that's uh, happening uh, in Miami, Florida, at the end of October. And uh, if, they, if you're just joining us, uh, they've added this year uh, a two-day public event, which means that you don't have to be a, a realtor to come in. You can just uh, check it out. If you're a real estate investor, great way to learn a lot about a lot of different marketplaces, meet developers, and look at product type and pricing from markets uh, all over the globe. They've assembled all these folks. And uh, the only negative is it does cost $10 to get in, Russ. Ten bucks. Ten dollars. Oh, wow. wait. Unless you sign up in advance. If you sign up in advance, you can go for free. But if you come at the door, it's ten bucks. So I would be there. Miami Beach Resort. It's happening uh, on uh, October 30th uh, from 10 a.m. to 5 and uh, October 31st from uh, 1 to 5. Uh, lots of great information. And uh, whether you're in the business or not, fun place to uh, to be. It's always fun to be around people that are excited about real estate. And it's always fun to be around people that take it very seriously, that are very, uh, very into it. I mean, this is these people's livelihoods. And, you know, of course, we got invited to speak, which is super exciting. But I'm a whole lot less interested in what we have to say since I've heard most of it before. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can hardly wait to hear what we have uh, to yeah, say. I'm, I'm very interested in hearing what the other speakers have to say. So I'm going much more as a student than I am a teacher. You bet. And uh, very excited about that. And I love the fact that we have the forum of the Real Estate Guys radio show to uh, get into relationship with people. And we'll be conducting interviews on behalf of all of our audience. And we'll bring back as many of those as we can. No substitute for you being there, getting into your own conversations. But we may be able to get an audience with some folks that you might not necessarily be able to. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you listeners uh, meet us in Miami? We'll go to the show. We'll hang out. And then we'll go party in South Beach. It'll be great. Perfect. It's it's going to be fun. It's a, it's a fun town. There's there's so much going on there. And, you know, it's one of the, as we talked about and Teresa alluded to, it's one of the markets got to hit the hardest 
in the downturn because Miami was one of those on-fire markets like Las Vegas, like Phoenix, and they went way, way, way up. And guess what? When all this collapsed, they went way, way, way down. But that created opportunity. And what's really interesting about Miami is the seekers of that opportunity happen to be from a variety of countries. Yeah. I mean, the folks that have come in, you've heard you know, more than half of their buyers in their entire marketplace, non-U.S. citizens. That's pretty unique. Yeah, well, and that's part of the stabilizing factor, too. You know, she said that their market bottomed in, uh, what, August of 2008, she said? 2008, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of markets could say that. <laughs> so I, I think the fact that it is a, an area that a lot of people internationally are interested in for a lot of different reasons, and you hit it earlier in the show, Robert, when you said you got the snowbirds who are just looking for a warm place to come, and you've got people who live in warm weather that aren't put off in any way by the humidity or the heat of Miami. And the fact is, is anytime you take real estate and put a beautiful beach in front of it, it's worth a lot. And the fact that it got overdeveloped and they could put, you know, 1,500 condos on 1,000 feet of beach doesn't take away from the fact that it is just a stunningly beautiful place to be. And it isn't just beautiful, but you do have that entertainment, that nightlife, that infrastructure and that culture that is just makes it a makes it a great great market so miami is a great market but this convergence of people from all over uh, also makes this a great opportunity so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it you know i hope that there's some paradigms breaking out there because what i'm seeing is that you've probably got people following on this there's people who have lived in miami their whole lives who are like, woe is me, my condo's worth half what I paid for it, this is a terrible market, look how bad it is. Meanwhile, here's all these people from Colombia and Venezuela and Mexico and Panama coming in with cash to snap up the real estate. Sometimes the opportunity is in your backyard. Acres of diamonds are beneath your feet and you don't even right. see it. Well, I think the big thing and the big lesson here and the reason it's important to get around people who have different perspectives is it's easy as Americans to look at some of the difficulties we've had in our unemployment and uh, some of the other challenges that we've had in our banking and financial infrastructure and all the uncertainty that we have that's causing us to really sit on our hands. And yet, you look around the world and people still believe in America. People still believe in the American productivity, the American work ethic. They believe in American real estate. They believe in the American dollar. And I know that sounds funny, right? Coming as even coming from me. But the fact is, is that the whole world has issues and people have different issues at different times. And our country is still considered one of the great places to, to be and is an investor. And so to come to a place like this and get a chance to hear a little bit of that and see it from a little bit different perspective, because sometimes the difference between success and failure is just having the courage to move forward when nobody else wants to or when few people do. I mean, Warren Buffett, again, we talked about him earlier, the idea that this is a guy who looks at a marketplace and says, hey, this company seems undervalued. I want to step in and take advantage of that. Or um, you look at anybody that is a value investor and you to look at the prices in a marketplace. I mean, Miami was popular for a reason and that hasn't changed. So it's attitudes that have changed. The market didn't change because markets really are just a collection of attitudes. And, and we think that there's a shift in attitudes. Clearly, Teresa was indicating that. We're going to go learn more. I encourage you to go learn more, too, because I think there's probably a lot of opportunity more than we realize. All right. So they've got exhibitors from, obviously, Miami properties, as well as from France, as she mentioned, Brazil, Russia, Central America, and lots more. And uh, you can meet those folks, uh, see what they're peddling. Uh, and that's just a great way. I mean, I might not be interested, say, myself in a property in Russia, but I'm sure going to go learn about it. Well, what is the price comparatively? And what are they offering? What are people buying there? And is it one of these, hey, stand in line and, and, and wait? marketplaces or are there all these incentives to get you to buy that's a great way to get a short amount of, of education you know and you spoke to the fact that there's no substitute for being there I saw a great ad uh, in, on an airplane the other day and it had a picture of a couple in front of, uh, I don't know what piece of art it was, but some very famous piece of art and they're standing there just in awe at it and it says some things you can't download yeah, exactly. Right? Standing in the water with the waves lapping up on your bare feet you, you can't go to the internet and get that experience getting in the conversations you might asking the questions and getting to know people like you will at a show like this you're not going to find that when you know in a chat room you're just not going to there's certain things you can research but then you got to get off your bottom and go fly somewhere and figure it out and to your point rather than go all over the globe which is what we do and we love it 
this is a pretty easy way to go to one place and have it all come to you. Yeah, it, you know, and the thing is, it, depending on where you're at, you know, you may say, hey, I, I can't afford the airfare, I can't afford the time off, the date doesn't work for me. Find a trade show, find something going on in your local market. You know, it's a lot less about promoting this particular show, although we are, because we're just excited. We're about going, it. we're excited about it, but it's about understanding the concept of how important it is to get out and meet people, how important it is to interact and listen to other people's ideas, how important it is to look at the world through other people's eyes, and especially when you can cross borders, because then the perspectives are very, very different. And it doesn't mean that you're going to agree or that you should agree, but it helps you take everything and create a broader context, because there is a lot of change that's gone on, and there's probably going to be a lot more change that's coming. And for you to be able to navigate and make your own decisions about your own personal investment philosophy and where you want to look for returns and where you want to spend your time and invest your money and the people you want to hang out with is all really going to be about you getting out there and shopping around a little bit. It's like going to the, the, the new brewery, right? You know, Robert, you would just order a pint of everything, but most people would just order like the sampler thing. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you, you get the idea. I mean, you want to go and you want to experience a little bit. You Like to your point, hey, I may not want to move to Russia, but I'm very curious how their real estate market works. How does the financing work? What are the you know types of properties are out there? How, what are the landlord laws like? What does that look? Because who knows? We weren't necessarily looking for Belize as a real estate investment market. We were looking for it as an offshore banking place. And it turned yeah, out speak to, for yourself. It, it turned out to be a real estate investment for us, but you know we didn't know that. That's just the way it worked out. Well, you got to get out and you got to see the world, and it is a big world. And you know, people have been whining about the returns in the U.S. for the last few years. Meanwhile, some of us have been making very good returns outside of the U.S. There's no one real estate market. That's what's great about it is when one market is down, another market's up. When one market is in vogue, another market isn't. And there's always imperfect opportunities in the real estate market that you can exploit if you know where to look but the first thing you got to do is to get plugged in now it's our mission to bring you as much of that information as we can and you know it's like well you're spending all the time talking about the show all right well here's the deal our radio show is free so you can't complain <laughs> right backstage we don't talk about this right backstage it's all content there's no pitches there's no commercials but uh, in reality doesn't really matter to Russ or I whether you go to this event it really doesn't right they're not paying us part of the free admission for you to get in. Yeah, our commission on the 10 bucks and, and and our speaker fee we get whether you're there or not so <laughs> it's just that we as we look at the landscape out there there's not a ton of opportunity right we've created international opportunity for eight years in a row we have taken real estate investors every year outside of the US to look at different markets our, it's our investment uh, summit at sea Every year on the summit, we certainly engage in great education and meet other investors and have that part of it. But we also always travel to at least one port in another country so we can see. And we do a field trip, a little shore excursion, where we learn about the real estate and we find out more. And if you come year after year, which you should, it gives you a global perspective. And having that perspective makes you a better investor whether you ever invest outside of your own city understanding the differences and where there are opportunities and what people are doing in different marketplaces is huge. Come with us on the ninth Annual Investor Summit at Sea. You can find out more at our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on Summit. You'll see where we're going and who we're going with. We've got a very impressive uh, uh, faculty this year. We're very excited about it. All right. Well, big thanks uh, to Teresa Kinney for taking time out of her very, very busy schedule to spend some time with us. Can't wait to meet up with her in Miami. If you want more information about uh, the International uh, Property Show that uh, the Miami Association of Realtors is putting on, just go to their website at miamire.com, miamire.com. Also, thanks to our sponsors who help make our program possible, to Jay our engineer, and most importantly to you, our listener, for without you, we'd have no reason to be here. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the show where we'll make some equity happen. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make equity happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.